Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Rawcast. My name is James Price, here to take you through the Odyssey that is the Brisbane Raw Football Club. And we've got another episode here as we look back. It's 10 years, 10 long years ago. Did probably one of the greatest moments in, uh, well, in Australian football, in fact, and if not, certainly not our, our football club as well. And, uh, what are, I've got two gentlemen here, one that was certainly heavily involved and one that actually came a little bit after. So, you know, different perspectives on things. But, Mr. Dave Stewart, how are we, good sir? I am excellent, good sir. How are you? Ah, good, good, good. What are you, happy, happy times remembering 10 years ago? Yeah, happy, um, happy anniversary, mate. Um, it was excellent times 10 years ago. I, I very much got drunk afterwards. In fact, I think I was drunk, drunk into. The, I got very drunk beforehand too. But um, the, the if the, if I had to pick one memory that was just unique about the whole day, was going in pregame. I don't know if you were there, Price. You might have been there. I'm not sure. Pregame to set up a tifo, and Regurgitator was doing their sound check on the ground. So we had a nice little private concert by Regurgitator. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. So yeah, I wasn't there for that. Yeah. I remember that. It was fucking awesome. So we just we basically sat there setting up a TFO, just watching the Gurge, just like pump out a couple of songs for us. It was like it was nice. Yeah, I think I was a bit more on the periphery of the den in that season. So I was right down the front of that game. I had the big boom camera in front of me a lot. Another, oh, you're that yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Step down in front of the stupid big boom camera. And Mr. Dan Butler, you're someone that's come along a bit after probably all these fond memories, but uh, I'm sure you've watched back that video of that ga- of you know maybe not the whole game, but at least the highlights of the end and things like that. What if what's something you've always picked yeah. out about it? Oh, uh, I actually haven't seen too much of it to be honest. I, I I've only heard it um, through the Chinese whispers of everyone else's memories. So, <laughs> um, yeah. It's good times, mate. You missed out. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. Everyone, I I don't remember a time when the rule was good, so I have a unique (laughs) perspective. (laughs) Mm. We'll have to loan you the DVD, mate. And my advice is actually just skip the first ninety minutes because sweet fuck all happens (laughs) in the first night. (laughs) Yeah, the the game itself is not great until you get to extra time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually. Then I feel right at home. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, our defense is much better then. Um, yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> or in our attack, it's still girls. Uh, anyway, let's move on to a bit of A-League action. Let's start with that today, because why and not? Because um, that's just the way we put it. Why not? Life. I can tell you why not. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's know. Let's put it this way. Let's get the crap out of the way first, and then let's get on to some better things. I think that's a much better way to put it. Think about it this week. Uh, yeah. So let's. It was Brisbane Raw nil. Western United won. Dylan Pereiras in the seventy-second minute, uh, getting the winner uh, for the Western United USBs. Apparently, one thousand nine hundred twenty in attendance there at the very eastern side of Melbourne, Amy Park. Bookings: Tomislav Uskok in the thirty-fourth minute. Look at the coverage they said. He's already had like a red card and like six yellows or something crazy this season. Oh, and it's like he's played ten games. <laughs> He's already been suspended this that year. Team. Yeah. He's yeah, suspended been on accumulation alone this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, he, yeah, and he's out of red. Anyway, uh, Victor Sanchez uh, as well. So it was all, all Western United. Uh, Mark Redan in the 75th minute. Lol. Uh, and Ika. Oh, far, I have no idea how to say that name. Uh, in the 90 plus third minute. Some Spanish bloke. RG. Yeah, call him Instagram. RG. Yeah. Guerra Tosana? I don't know. Probably close enough. I'm sure there's um, some uh, Spanish experts out there that will tell us. That's okay. Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember how Speedy was present, um, spelling it on the game, but I honestly can't remember how he's pronouncing it. I have a feeling he might have I don't know. Either. I don't know how he pronounced it, but I know he got into a, a spat with Lucy Zelich over Twitter over it. So, oh, okay, excellent. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. So I don't know. I'm making that up. Out of Speedy and Lucy. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucy. No, <laughs> no opinion needed on that one. Dave, six games without a win now after that yeah. one. Two goals as well, only in those six games. Mm. Yeah. Things like I'm like, right. Yeah, no, it's um after we pumped Melbourne victory, it's like we used up all of our goals. It's the old, you know, don't use up all your all your good luck sort of thing. And it looks like we've just, you know, taken a big old fucking swig on against the victory when we probably didn't need to. And we've <laughs> used up all of our goals. So it's been pretty tough going um, since that game. And this was no exception. In fact, this this game just seemed to it just hardly seemed to kind of catch fire. Like we, we had opportunities, they had opportunities, but there was nothing really, maybe until the end where there was a little bit of, you know, gamesmanship. Um, nothing really kind of, this game didn't really matter. It almost felt like this game was just kind of going through the motions and we, you know, dutifully didn't get anything out of it. It's um, funny. You look at the bookings. There was no, in, you know, even if you just look at the bookings as an intensity sort of thing, it's like, okay, did we put one on them to say, fuck, we're here. We're going to come take your points at your home ground. There's nothing there. There's nothing there at all. So, mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. See, I actually watched this game at one and a half speed because I was um, I was off <laughs> playing indoor when the game was actually on. So, I watched the replay on uh, KO later. So, um, yeah, it, it was a great game. It was a pretty entertaining game at one and a half time speed. Not going to lie. Did you have the, um, <laughs> did you have the background music going? The high-pitched voices of um, speed. Because you still have the commentary going, but yeah, the high-pitched voices of the commentators. See, we did sort of dominate the, the first way half. To make it terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Got the words out and into my ears much quicker, and so therefore they could disappear out of my brain much quicker. Uh, but he also got more words into your ears in a shorter space of time. Mm. Yeah, see, you know, I prefer harder, shorter torture than long-term. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, but see, we did at least dominate the first half. Riku Danzaki had a good chance there in the first half, but Ryan Scott was pretty sensational for them in goals as well. Yeah, I mean, geez, where did he come from? So Derek Curto out and you think, shit, we're in with a chance here. Not the case. Um, just reading my notes. Yeah, that, that shot of his, like, it was such an awkward angle. That's the one where Champness broke from our half, deep in our half, and burst along, and then looked like he fluffed the cutback, but it actually went just into this space for Danzaki to have a blast. Um, angle wasn't perfect. Uh, maybe he could have done better, but goalkeeper makes yourself big and covers this near post. It's pretty hard to score from there. So we're a bit unlucky. Uh, I'm not, I'm not the, um, 100% sure. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure we. Sorry, Bryce, <laughs> you go, mate. <laughs> no, we, we, there was also the Riku chance from the edge of the box, which um, forced him into a really good save as well. So, um, yeah, but oh, you yeah, know, that one was magic. That was yeah, that was probably his best one. But yeah, so what were you going to say about? <laughs> uh, I'm just not 100 percent sure we were like overly dominant in the first half. They had a couple of chances as well. Like maybe we looked a little better a little sharper I, i'm not sure at times we didn't have a lot of ball but at times they didn't either uh, there was a couple of chances either side we had to scramble a couple it, it's kind of um i don't know it's such a a weird game as dave said I, you don't know where the time went because the highlights are so hard to pick out and when it's like that you don't know 
who dominated. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that to me. Like, it feels that way that we both teams had their opportunities during the game, and you know, we sort of we were we went dominant, but we were the the team that had the better chances in the first half. I think that's probably the the way I'd put it, and and some of that was down to champness as well. I think Joey C coming into the team. Uh, he was he was pretty good, Joey. Um, a really great running battle with um, Umai, the um, Japanese defender. Yeah, for... a great battle with um, Umai. Uh, Umai, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a huge battle. They were going back and forth very much in the first 20, 30 minutes. I did think, just on your touch on champions, and I've left the note in, the, in our run sheet here as well, he was lively. He was creating a lot. I just think his decision-making um, was a bit off. There were points where... He'd make a run, he'd make a run. The time was right to play the pass or to maybe change direction. And he held on for that little bit longer, maybe a step or two longer when those those chances were shut down. I think Chamberlain maybe just needs game time to kind of get that back into his, mm. you know, into his arsenal. But I think he was just a little bit off in his decision making. Um yeah. And at least that was that was more what we expe- I feel like we expected out of Champions, so at least coming into the season. When it was oh, it was like a big improvement to what we've seen. I agree. Yeah, um, um, it was. Yeah, I don't think promising. it was the same. Yeah, hopefully promising if you can get a bit more match fit. Yeah, but, but then I, I have a feeling this might be the Joey C experience. Is uh, it's it's hot and cold. You know, sometimes he's got some hits, and sometimes there's just some there's some real filler tracks on that album. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes uh, you have his plan, and then other times. I tell you what I think with him though, like if you're using Joey, I feel like you've got to carry him a lot because he really there's a huge difference between when he's not on the field and we're trying to press or just have any kind of shape that forces other teams to attack us in a certain way. And and when he's not, like when we had Scotty Mack, him, Riku and Dylan have this really really good coordination and maybe that's mostly because of scotty i'm not sure but the minute you put champness on there like he's so lazy and as soon as he turns the ball over or it's just it gets past him because of some passing or some moving or he just doesn't track in front of his man or cut the space like he's got no defensive presence at all and that laddie was marking that in my whatever was going up and back and up and back as a wing back and it just like, I know they had a bit of a scrap and it was pretty even, but we never really looked like completely dominating him there. And I, I just feel like you got to carry someone like that, which can be okay, but then how many players can carry? It's, it's fine when you're going forward and you need that outlet because he's there as that outlet. But you're right. You're very much, very much leaving Brown open to being the only cover in that space, which is fine. Brown's a, a suitable A-league fullback. Um Remember, this was two teams playing the back three, back five. So Umai wasn't the yeah. wide of the five. He was one of the three. So this is like quite true in was getting he? forward. Yeah. I think Dylan Barreras, I think, was the wide. That's why he got so many opportunities in the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so if, if, you know, if our attacker is, is yeah, not okay. covering that, yeah. then he's one-on-one with Corey. That's where Corey got left out a bit. Maybe that was I an think... overload then. Maybe, with that yeah. in mind, then maybe that was a, def- a deliberate overload where they've maybe kept that full that wing back, maybe back in as part of that back three more with Umai pushing on a bit more without having kind of looked too hard into the tactics. That That's a possible way they saw it, you know, maybe overload Chamnus and Brown. That's where they, they ended up scoring down that wing as it was in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why Dylan Pereira is, you know, he's sort of sneaking in behind 
behind Corey for for their goal. Uh, that's you know, and he had another another bunch of opportunities as well where he just seemed to have a bit of free license and just said to pop up. And he was definitely the player that had the most opportunities for them during the game. And yeah, so that's that was the thing, which probably leads me on to. Um, I think the key moment in this game, though, is I want to compare the subs. The subs. It's the fifty seventh minute. Compare the pair. Compare the pair. Oh, compare God. the subs. Yeah, it's it's the fifty seventh minute. <laughs> teams go to their bench. Who do we have? Who do we have? Who do we have? Who do we bring on? We, do we bring on, on. We brought on Gol Gol Mubratu. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Uh, well, okay. That. Look, yeah. probably, probably subpar A League you know, substitute. Not inspiring, yeah. but. Definitely not the worst player we've ever brought on. Or maybe depending on what your thoughts are on him so far. But who did who did uh, Western United bring on? Who were the who, who, who was their average midfielder? Who was their you know only good enough to make their bench? Um, you know, just pretty bang average midfielder. It was just uh, this bloke called Diamante. Um, what? Yeah, he's like thirty-eight he's or something. Yeah, he's really old, which is why I can't play a full game anymore. Um, just seems to be worried about his music choices and his playlists. Um, yeah. Hey, no, Wait, wait, wait. Let's not call him old. He's, <laughs> he's a month and a half younger than me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he could make a big difference to your over 35s, I reckon. He would, I reckon. He would. <laughs> Although, he, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm going to become more on midfield this year, so I don't know if I want to... I don't think he'll be able to handle my competition. <laughs> well, he doesn't have yeah. as many goals as you this season, from what I hear. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> great, great that's great yes ladies well, and gentlemen i did score the winner in a one nil loss over the weekend that's all i'm gonna you, say about that did you see my little uh personal news on uh tw- that i put out on twitter day i did not no um so i that that indoor semi-final that I, uh, final i was talking about before oh uh, yes, um, yes yes yeah i uh i got man of the match actually which is get uh, on you mate well done yeah thanks nice. Thank you. yeah it was very good um i was the goalkeeper in a team that lost 15-4 how many did you stop to get man of the match? Could have been 45-4. I think so. It would have been something like that. I stopped a lot of goals. A lot of goals. Yeah. Well, well done for you, mate, for man of the match. That's an incredible performance, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank and you. was it man of the match for the for the all the team, like for both teams? Yeah, for both teams. Wow. And it wasn't a pity award? Uh, well, I, I think more of the goal scoring was pretty evenly spread around the other team. So um, <laughs> I don't think you, saved more goals than, you saved more goals than one player scored. That's yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So I've got the winners. I got Biggest the, impact I got the winners. on the game. Yep. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, anyway, goal, goal, Mabradu coming on for us versus Dean Marte coming on for West United, Dan. That was probably the moment that really probably switched the game around a bit. Oh, I, I'm, I'm remiss to even talk about subs again. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, if you well, go all the way back, all right? Hey, no, we made like, them semi early. No, we didn't. Late subs. We made one sub in the 57th minute and nothing then was until after they'd scored until like the 75th minute. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so you go all the way back to where this problem started, right? Like, say that Newcastle game where we made one sub and even that was only because someone got booked and we were like, oh, we better sub them so we don't go a man down. And we drew that game, I think, nil all because we just couldn't find a way to score, and we just didn't bother making any subs to try and score. And ever since then, it's been like the spotlight to me. When are we making these subs? And we wait so late, and we haven't been scoring, and we've been going down in the middle of the second half a lot, and we're just waiting for the game to get out of our hands before we make changes. I mean, 
I'm not saying as a general philosophy, but if you're struggling to score in games and you're finding a lot of like nil alls into the back end of the second half, don't wait. It's not working. Make a change. If you've like not every time, but if you've already been in this situation two or three times now, don't wait so long. We've got bloody four or five attacking players on the bench this time. Let's roll them out. You know what I think doesn't get used enough, to be honest, is obviously there's these three windows in which you can make subs unless you make one at half time. I think maybe Warren Moon, given the the rules as they are at the moment, needs to roll the dice a little bit sometimes on those sort of games at a level. Mm. Say, fuck it, we're going to go for this and make a change at half time, try and catch the opposition off guard. Because I can see that if, if in terms of, I suppose, how the game was playing out, early. Uh, what do we have? We had Daddy coming on our Akbari. Akbari has been playing reasonably well uh, in a that team that's the, not the, been crash hot. But but um, but yeah, we've seen before around from the you know, from the previous game because Daly just replaced Akbari in the lineup anyway. Correct, correct. But even if Moon you can't even if you decide which of those players he likes. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. No, you're right, mate. You're right. Well, even if you decided, all right, well, we're going to go back to a back four and take True off at half time put the extra man up front with Wenzel Halls, have Champions Denzaki on the wings, and that, that changes your shape all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, you've the opposition has to change on the fly. They're not going to see that happening at the halftime. But you've all of a sudden got maybe a different approach or a different way you're going to work that ball through. You go from a 3-5, whatever it is, 3-5-3 um, to... 3-4-3. Whatever it is. Yeah, 3-4-3. Change something. We talk about carrying Joey. Why don't you put Joey up top? and make some other change into the infrastructure behind it that <clears throat> gives O'Shea a bit more freedom and lets Joey have that, like, he doesn't have to track. He can just drift and find players to one-on-one. Like, they were playing... The only reason I didn't do that is because we have no other wingers. I'm not I'm sure as fuck I ain't putting Mabrato out on the left, and I'm not putting Kudo out Wait. on the left. Why do we need wingers? We've got wingbacks. Play Better for five, playing three, a back two. four, mate. Oh, well, that's, yeah. But the point is, yeah. you, you just need to make some kind of change, right? I... I I think we've got options. I think the half the problem is, as well, we've got a whole bunch of, I want to say, half-cooked players, right? So, Joey, not quite fit for 90. Golgo, not quite fit for 90. Kudo, not quite fit for 90. It looks like Akbari and Daly can't get 90 in them. Like, it seems like we must have just stuck to the same players. Unscreen's not allowed to be out for 90. (laughs) So, I don't know, I just, uh, we've got to find some way because we can't just keep giving grace to these guys that are getting these cameos that aren't fit enough. We've got to find a way to get them fit or we've got to just let them go and get some younger players that give us some other spark because I'm okay with, like, last time Rick was saying we need to give Mabrado some minutes because he's got a bit about him. Maybe, but at least... I mean, he got 30 minutes and he didn't really look up to speed that entire time. So you know, that's two weeks since we last had this discussion. Yeah. He's had uh, the occasional chance where he just completely balls it up, like a good chance where he'll bring it down off his chest and then just fires it over. But it's once every two games and you need strikers that are going to create a chance. He's, you know, he's just every 10, 15 minutes. This season's a Marty Holloway. Like, it's just... It just doesn't. Maybe he'll do something, but likely not. He won't. At least he's not an import. And I don't say we're not. And that's the problem, much. right? Like, you look at someone like Joey, and we're like, he's so close to doing something amazing. Kudo, he's so close to doing something amazing. <clears throat> Golgo, 
we can see that he might do something. But how many players in that attacking group can you just keep saying, oh, one of them will eventually come good? Yeah. You've got to just say, look, they're all older players. We know they're not going to change. It might be time to let some of our younger guys try and surprise us. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something really, probably get um, shouted down here, but I'm gonna say it because it would be funny to say. Um, why don't we bring Jai Ingham in there instead of Golgo? I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's, you know, we shouldn't give players like Yelichich or Parsons a try, but Ingham's at least had some experience at that level. And I would put more faith in Ingham doing a job over Golgo. And if you if you're not going to bring the young guys through now, no, let me make this clear. I want the young guys through first. If Warren Moon doesn't feel that way right yet, just yet, Ingham has to be ahead of Golgo. Golgo is not good. I actually yeah, just I... logged on to the Brisbane Raw website to make sure that he was still registered. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I don't think we've released him. He is still the <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm I don't want to really see either. I don't. Oh, Jingham barely has gotten a run for us. It's a bit weird. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's not even making the bench, has he? Um, so no, he hasn't been making the bench. But this, this is this is why I bring it up because okay, he's had some experience. He's injured the moment because he hasn't been because he was making the bench. I don't know. We've been using the young blokes, Jalisic and Parsons yeah. on the bench. Oh, they've, yeah, well, they've... I mean, that's that's what I prefer. I prefer Jelicic and, and Parsons in there first. Jelicic is probably ahead of that because he's actually doing the business in MPL. Um, we'll get onto that so- shortly, but you know, if he's not ready, if he doesn't feel like he's ready to do that, get on someone that's got that experience and you know maybe already has the experience to be able to link up with a player like Wenzel Halls or Kudo, and and mm. it's not gold guy. He's fucking garbage. I just found it weird that like it's like oh we're missing our missing we're missing our missing players and the only player that's listed injured on the teams is Scott McDonald so yeah he's important but he I don't think he's the golden players. bullet I I think he's great and I think he will help them gel but I don't think he's the golden bullet to fixing our style he did play two games where we had nil or draws right like before yeah. he got injured like he's not the yeah, I think agree with you there he's not the golden bullet so right. but it's it's hard I, I sorry I probably already got. An earful of this on the weekend because we went out for drinks for St. Paddy's. But <laughs> I said this a few weeks ago in terms of the style of how we play. And I think this is a huge hindrance to our club. We've got half a team that likes to play in the small spaces, like short passing, pass and move. It's like the, everything you see about Riku Danzaki. He wants to get the ball to his feet, play a five meter pass, and skip past his man and get, some, get a return pass. You got. O'Shea likes to move in the angles. Guys like Akbari prefer the shorter passing game. Um, but then you've got guys like Joey Champness who wants, he just wants to be left. You put him out away from the whole thing so he can get one-on-one with someone else. Dylan wants to use his pace to get into the space. He wants to take people on. He needs a bit of room. Um, you know, guys like Corey likes to play longer. Jack likes to play shorter. And I feel like this mismatch, we don't quite get the mix right when we're attacking. And teams get find it too easy to pick us off because they can usually tell how we're going to play based on how we're breaking out and who's involved. And I feel like that's the bit that's holding us. Like teams have figured us out a little bit. And I know that's a bit of a cliche to just roll that out, but I think that's why, because the team itself just doesn't quite blend. When it comes down to what you're talking about, like we just need to probably mix it up more. Like we've been rolling with mostly the same team this whole six games where we haven't had a win. Yeah, we made two changes this week, but... 
yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't a magic bullet, and we just sort of we're just moving pieces around. You know, it's daily Akbari. They're swapping around. We're trying to shuffle to find someone to fill the hole up front, but no one's sticking yet. Uh, it's tricky. Something for Moon to keep working on, I think. Uh, let's probably there's probably only one other moment that really needs to be talked about from this game. I think in any actually uh, great probably <laughs> measure, and that was actually the this the second goal that uh, West United. Well, the second time they put the ball on the back of the net. And it was uh, an open goal. Mr. Young, Jamie had gone up. Obviously. Jamie Young up for a corner. Jamie Young up for a corner. Yeah, Jamie Young <laughs> up for a corner. And it nearly backfired spectacularly. So luckily the rules haven't changed and Dylan Perez was considered to have handballed the ball. And, you know, lucky they didn't go madly celebrating in front of the away fans or anything like that as well, Dave. That was, um, that was a very would have been awkward. Yeah, it would have been really awkward, wouldn't it? But lucky they were pretty subdued about it. And just happy to It's a good it. thing Connor Payne is a really, really... Um... Sort of down, you know, he downplays things. He's not really over the mm. top with with how he celebrates, and he doesn't get in anyone's faces. Um, like I said, West especially United are such good sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, especially raw fans in Melbourne. Like they, they're such nice, uh, nice guys. That there's no reason why Connor Payne would um, rip into them. So uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that he was so so gentlemanly about it. Although, if you do ask uh, Diamante. Uh... Brindle South is not his favourite person and thinks we're very unsportly and just very bad, very, very bad. Very yeah, well, bad. It's, also oh, uns- uns- it's also unsportly to uh, fake being injured and then kick the ball out, expect the ball to come back and basically lose a minute of injury time. Fuck yeah, that. Exactly. exactly. Screw there's you, West There's a line United. with that sort of stuff. Like, there's some dark arts where you burn a bit of time. I get it. But Western United are far and away the worst team. And it's not just against us. They're just disgusting as a group like yeah. that. And I as I you know, Pricey, more than victory in Sydney. <laughs> as you guys know, I'm a fan of the dark arts. I have mentioned many times on this show <laughs> about my fandom of various dark arts at certain points in the history of the A-League. Yeah, that was a bit over the top. Yeah, no. It, yeah. It actually not the only time they did it. Yeah. Who, who would have yeah. thought the man with the paler skin would rebel against the dark arts? <laughs> he is he is the he is the chosen one from the light side, Dave. He is the light. <laughs> he's, he's pure. <laughs> Brindle South is pure white. But I mean, he's what do we white. expect of a team like that when they have a pork chop of a coach going off at the fourth official? Like, okay. oh my god. Even he's even like, I'll say it in front of the microphones because I'm so right about this. And then he gets booked. Um <laughs> what a fucking guy is. Speaking of pork chops, I wonder if they sell those at Macca's. Rudin might know. <laughs> uh, embarrassing. Anyway. I wouldn't want to play for a coach like that. What a dickhead. That's it. Yeah. Let's move on. That'll do us. It does leave us in seventh place. We've played 11, won four, drawn three, lost four, 15 goals, four, 13 against. 15 points on the board, but it is incredibly tight in, uh, in that middle sort of patch there. Next game, though, it is the Wellington Gong Phoenix uh, playing in their natural home venue of Newcastle against Brisbane Raw. Sorry, that's the fire. Wollongong Knicks, Wellington Gong Fire Chickens. I don't know. Well, the Welling, the Wellingong Fire Chickens. Wellingong Fire Chickens. Yeah, yeah let's Wellington go with that. Yeah, that sounds all right, doesn't it? Versus Brisbane Raw. This is a Sunday, twenty-first of March kickoff, and. Uh, 3 p.m. Brisbane time, so it's a doubleheader at Newcastle, so they don't have to book a second stadium. And uh, they're currently in 10th position, but as we said, the, the points are pretty tight. So they've won three, drawn two, lost six. 
uh, 16 goals for, 18 against, 11 points on the board, but haven't been too bad recently. They've, they sort of start a bit poorly, but they've been getting a little better. Lost 4-3 on Monday night. And Dave, is there something you'd like to announce? Yeah, I feel, like I feel bad for Wellington in that game. That was just... They lost. That was... um. They got denied an equaliser because of a, a an armpit hair offside. It was fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Um, oh yeah, I'm going to that game too. Um, but yeah, that game that they lost against Western Sydney, just um, just tough. Cracker, cracker last uh, last night because as we record this on Tuesday night. So uh, yeah, that was last night. Yeah, it was a that was a cracking game. So. Uh, yeah, look, um, Wellington, always good contest against them. Hard to know. You know, no one's really got home ground advantage. That's a neutral venue. Uh, what do you mean, uh, mate? We do great at Newcastle's home ground. That's true. We do great. That's, it's a this is great... basically a home game. Uh, it could be better if it was Central Coast. <laughs> We're better at Central Coast than we are at Newcastle. Well, but... it's the closest game to us, closest ground to us. It's been Away pretty from... wet up here. Has it been raining in Newcastle? I'm concerned. I don't know. I concerned don't that a certain player might make an appearance. That's all, Dave. I'm <laughs> concerned about Introducing a puddle. A puddle. He might have signed for a new team, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, he heard there was wind, rain, and Phoenix. So, yeah, well, that's true. Know. It'd be a natural team for him, wouldn't it, actually? It would be. It would be. Mm. Um, should be the game, though. Of, yeah, it should be, should be an interesting one. I think it's one of those ones where you could potentially turn it around away from home, you know. Like I said, Wellington haven't been amazing. They're, they're reasonable, but they haven't been amazing. In the, so there could be a chance there. Uh, some uh, of the damage going as well. I saw that was announced, so at least you'll have you, someone. I'll, I'll just haul you back on that second. You said they haven't been amazing. Before this Western Sydney game that was just on Monday night, they were two wins on the bounce, including flogging Perth 3-0 um, in an intense distance derby, um, as we all know they are. But oh, um, well, yeah. they, they, last time they were at McDonald Jones Stadium, they, they did Newcastle by two goals. Um, they've they're in goal scoring form. They've got eight in their last three, so they're not shy of goal. Um, I don't think we'll probably concede three. I think we're probably going to be a bit better than that. But uh, their form lines aren't terrible. Yeah, no, no, I agree. With you. Like are. They, they started pretty poorly, <laughs> and their, their form has come recently. But yeah, look, I don't know. It's in the know, last, I, just to give context, in the last three games, so the last five games, we have gotten as many points as Melbourne victory. Oh yeah, we're in awful form. Uh, we're three draws out of five games. Victory got one win out of five games, and the next worst team is Newcastle with four points. So we are in shit form, and um, yeah, be wary. I think is the key key phrase to to point out here. I think you, any thoughts on Wellington, Dan? Not so much about Wellington. Uh, I think they've ended up largely how they were last year. So just bloody look out for the Mexican man in midfield. He's pretty sharp. Mm. I want to know, is Scotty Neville ready? And would you pick Scotty Neville ahead of Kai Truan? Or he might just get out of quarantine in time, but that might be too soon. I'm flat out saying no. He's Scotty Neville will... Scotty Neville will not make an appearance on the bench until April. I don't think Warren Moon's going to put him there. I don't think he has any. Uh, uh, Truman's doing doing okay, in fairness to him. Truman's but fine, I right? think he's going to want to get Neville back into some sort of, uh, give him a, a cameo off the bench before he unleashes him for a full 90. And that could be a 30-minute cameo. Get the Fowler out of him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Got to really wring that Fowler out of him. There's two weeks quarantine to make sure we don't have coronavirus. Then there's a two-week defouling, uh, defouling period as well. So, um, 
yeah. thing is, really the, prob- the problem is, in quarantine, all he has is Fox News, so it just emboldens all of his shit opinions. <laughs> so Fowler's, like, loaded them all up for him. Oh, no. And, and he's just getting the, the confirmation from, from quarantine. So I feel for Scotty. He'll be all right, though. He'll come out of it all right. <laughs> Hello to all of our friends at Fox News. Yes. Fuck wits. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's move on to some happier news. Uh, let's move on to a bit of the W League. It was another. It was a Friday night fixture out there at Lions Stadium. Uh, always, and it's definitely our preferred home ground. That is for sure. So it was Brisbane Roar four, Mariel Ecker in the twenty-second minute, pouncing on the fumble by the goalkeeper after the Emily Gilnick shot and. Well, then Emily Gilnick put on an absolute clinic, uh, 62nd minute, 72nd minute, and the 80th to complete the hat-trick. Golden boot she is heading towards. But then again, she, um, her competition uh, did score two, so uh, Michelle Heyman is right is still right there. So, And for Adelaide United, uh, two two goals there was Chelsea Dalba on uh, the 34th and the 87th, a couple of tidy finishes as well. 1,791 reported in attendance up there. I think that might be including people or everyone that was upstairs as well, if I'm... No bookings, no bookings. So um, at least we finally got one of those ones back for one of those games early in the season where we had a couple of extra. Uh, this was a pretty, this was a pretty good win. We had some concerns about this one, Dave, before the before the game, but uh, good win for Polk in the hundred fifty first game. Yeah, uh, we ran through all the permutations or uh, in the last episode, and um, hmm. we got the result that we wanted to be able to keep things uh, more so in our favour. Obviously, with the with the week off, and only one game to go. Um, a loss here would have put us right in amongst the mix with, you know, other teams with games in hand. So massive result, key key result. And, um, and yeah, it's uh, – I won't say it's the shortest finals because I'm pretty sure there's still permutations that could bump us out, but it's given us about as good a chance as we can hope for. And fucking hell, Gilnick's just – she's a machine. She's leading the golden boot by three goals. Yeah. <laughs> She's three uh, goals again ahead game, of Heyman. 10-11 game season. It's ridiculous. And the fact that, um, just put it out there, obviously Heyman, congratulations to her for getting the record in the W League you know, top goal scorer of all time. That's fantastic. But Jesus Christ, I think Gilnick's going under the radar a little bit as a result. I don't think people are worried too much about Gilnick. And she's just like, whatever, I'll just put in 100 goals this season. See you later. Absolutely. And there were a couple of really quality finishes in there as well. Like, uh, you know, one or two where she was just sort of right, right spot. There was a really tight, tight finish into the bottom corner. I think it was the second goal of the three. Maybe it was the third, actually. Um, yeah, where she really sort of, you know, edge of the edge of the box and, and slotting it away nicely. And like, yeah, it's, it's you sort of scoring all, all different types of goals, I think, is what, you know, it's not all the same. It's, you know, there was a header last week and this week it's you know with the feet and she's just creating and she just creates chaos and chances so that's that's what you want to see from you know your big sort of striker up front and doing the business which um yeah that was that the see. second one was just a tucked in right near post that was mm-hmm. just beat the keeper it was um quality finish um let's uh, obviously we can celebrate Gilnick all day every day in this particular um, pod because she is fucking phenomenal but um first goal okay Pulled it up. We watched the replay. What are your thoughts? Do you think she was? Do you think she was onside or offside, Pricey? Onside, like Michael Theo was against, uh, like Michael Theo on the edge of the goalkeeper's box in uh, against Melbourne Victory all those years ago. Yeah, he was definitely in the box. In the box. Mario I don't want to hear anything. Onside. All right, fair enough. What do you reckon, Dan? You've seen the video. You've seen the clip. 
I've seen photographic proof that she was onside with lines <laughs> and everything. Yeah, we'll we'll put up that uh, we'll pop that photographic proof up on our Twitter maybe just to show people how um how onside Eka probably was yeah. if VAR did W League. If VAR did W League with yeah. a two camera setup in in not amazing lighting for a yeah. football coverage. Like, a weird R- angle. Robbie Slater, Robbie Slater with a rule of Griffith decision, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, I think she was off. I think she was probably by about half a meter, um, and the lino has just completely butchered it. Whatever. It's one of the, it's one of those tricky ones as well when it sort of yeah you know bounces back off an opposition player as well. But I think you're right. Keep a save. Yeah, keep a save. Keep a save. Bounces back off an opposition player. It was a weird one. I remember it live, but it's sort of like the shot went in and you thought the keeper had it and saved it, and then all of a sudden it's like oh wait, it's just like I, don't know, I think I think me and Rick you know were sitting next to each other at the same time and sort of twist our heads and we're like wait did that go in like what happened like how did that even bounce back out but. Yeah, so it, it was a weird one at the time, and yeah, you could be right. I think she might have been offside. More obvious on the replay what happened. Obviously, the ball it may not have been able to see it from the sideline, but the ball obviously clearly just spilled by the keeper, and Hacker was on the spot to be able to, to tuck it away quite nicely. But um, yeah, yeah, we probably I wouldn't think... have the angle where the raw call was to. Yeah, uh, we would have seen more back of the goalkeeper than yeah. But I definitely think the keeper. Um, probably I know the keeper, the linesman probably missed a spot there. Yeah. The uh, couple of probably the couple of goals that uh, that Adelaide United did score were a couple of handy finishes as well by um, Chelsea Dorber for them as well, Dave. Yeah, yeah, no, but she was um, she was clinical with with her with her shooting with her um, accuracy. Especially that second one, it was just bottom digs and and you know, Worth kind of had no chance of getting there. But Dorber presented a bit of a, a bit of a um, a problem uh, a few times that night as well. I don't. I think it might have been her that forced Worth into a couple of big saves, and it was about two-one, sort of just after the uh, just after Gilnick's first goal. Um, yeah. In either case, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Worth Worth put on a pretty good effort to to pr- keep those goals out as well, because there was one uh, one-on-one chance, not one-on-one sort of, but Worth had to come out and shut down the angle. The other one, close quarters, uh, just beating it away from the goal. It could have changed the whole complexion of the game or the whole kind of run of the game. And, you know, within the next 10 minutes or so, Gilnick's up the other end scoring goals to make it 3-1 instead of 2-all. So, you know, it, it changes momentum. It, it um, And in theory, could have changed the, the course of the of our fortunes in the league itself. Yeah, a couple of huge saves by Worth as well. And I know she was right up there in, in contention for the Orange as well, but just pipped. When someone scores a hat-trick, it's pretty hard to go past them for... Uh... For the player of the match, great to see. I think it was 150 shirts uh, made up by the Raw Corps for the W League game as well. So that was a um, fantastic effort by them. Um, yeah, they handed out a whole bunch of crowd members had them. All the players had with them in warm up and and things like that. So you know they all got around it. The only one who didn't get one was Polks herself. So <laughs> it was a big she celebration. Just, did she just knock it back? to she or? Uh, I'm not sure. She might have had one in the change room for and yeah, didn't didn't want to put it on or something. But uh, yeah, so there's a big photo that the club put out on social media at the end, um, which uh, yeah showed all the you know, a whole bunch of fans who hung around afterwards uh, to take the photo and just just love the club seemed to pick the one where I was looking to the left lovingly at Rick uh, instead of one. Oh, so, um, just talking about Polks having one of those shirts. Um, yeah, the Raw Core shared something on um, social media today, which is a photo of Polks. I think she might be training in one of those shirts. So. She didn't uh, not have one. She just didn't have one at the time, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is her celebration. So, um, 
yeah, great to have everyone else in one as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I reckon yeah. it would be weird wearing a shirt with my own face on it. Well, we can maybe make that if you're like yeah. good at something, and then it's not as weird. Season, mate, and a season. <laughs> Last game of the year. We're going to football, and you're going to wear your own shirt. Oh god, should we should all be. do it. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll all do it. Yeah. We'll all do it, but Everyone. you have to. You have to definitely wear it. All right, we can right. do it. I did want to quickly touch um, on just playing around with the ladder, kind of predicting what may happen throughout the remaining games, and see how if there's any chance that we, as Brisbane Rule, could finish first. Given Sydney have two games, given the Brisbane has one, obviously a couple of teams have two or three games themselves. And I've come to the I've come to some sort of a calculation where we could actually get Brisbane top of the league, winning uh, winning the league. And um, and it would eventually lead to Adelaide going out on 22 points. Well, so it would no. be harsh. It would be harsh. But Victory have three games, one of which is actually kicked off just as we're recording now. It's uh, about half hour and nil-nil with Perth Glory. They played Perth twice. You can always guarantee that six points for victory, right? Um, if they drew their game with Sydney, because they play the uh, Sydney during uh, this weekend, um, that would put Melbourne Victory on 24 points put Sydney on 25, and if Canberra then beat Sydney um, in the final round of the year, which they'll be desperate to do anyway, uh, it would put Canberra on, assuming they win both their games, they'd put them on 24. So you'd end up having two teams on 25, two teams on 24, Adelaide on 22 points, and Brisbane, by virtue of not having lost any of their games in hand and Sydney having lost, would go top on goal difference. So I'm rooting for this. What I'm going for, I'm wanting Brisbane to win on goal difference over the top of Sydney. That sounds Come like a sure thing, really. Yeah, it's guaranteed, right? Yeah. When you yeah. break it down like that, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Just need a few favours. And they're on 24. So how does us getting one win and them losing two games end us on the same number of hey, points? Sydney got a draw against Victory. Oh, Sydney got a draw against Victory. Yeah. Right, okay. And then they lose to Canberra. Lose to Canberra. Right. right. We're equal on goals. goal difference at the moment. Goal difference is even, yeah. but we got more goals for. We win our game. Goal difference goes up. They lose and draw. Their goal difference goes down. We win on goal difference. Easy. All right, so that's how it's going to work. I've called it. All right, yeah. anything I've else? Called, I've, I've Anthony Green it. I've called it. Yeah, yeah, it's called. It's called. Yeah. Just like the WA election on Friday night, you called it early. <laughs> you called it real. We're, we're about we're about forty one minutes into this exercise right now. It's yeah, about right. Yeah, it's about right. It's about right for a big call of the night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the easiest call he'd ever made. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the uh, next game. Of course, yeah, as we're sort of just getting out, they do have the bye this weekend. So we just have to sit back and watch everyone else play. And then there's Newcastle to come in the final round at home. So a uh, couple of nice easy weeks at home to prepare up and be ready and firing, ready to go for finals. So, uh, yeah, get around them around the dub. And, yeah, we'll keep a close eye on what happens in those other games as well. See how correct Dave's big call is. <laughs> I hope <laughs> it is. To... That, would be, that would be a pretty exciting finish, if, to be fair. If that oh, yeah. was the way it ended up, it'd be massively. And the last game of the whole season is us versus Newcastle. So we could have the league in our hands, ready to win at home. Jeez. Oof. I don't know. Just, where is it's, home? It's an exciting where would, where would home finals be? Where would home finals uh, be? Probably not. No, Dolphins. Back to Dolphins. Sorry, Morton Daly Stadium. Steve-Bus. Um, Let's go. I know. I'll take it to the Gabba. <laughs> Season's over, yeah. It's not like yeah, there's no, any yeah. other footy codes that might need the oval or anything uh, like that anytime soon. Uh, yeah, 
No, it, no, it'd definitely be Morton Daly. So, which, unlike, unfortunately, our record out there is not that great, whereas at Lions, it's amazing. So we'd probably, based on what I just said there, we'd probably end up getting like, uh, what would we get actually? We'd probably get, oh, it could be Melbourne or Canberra, it could be either one. But yeah, yeah it's six mm. of one, half a dozen the other. Yeah, I'd probably prefer victory than Canberra. Mm. Oh, well, you know what we should do? If we, if we got victory at home in a finals, take it down to the Gold Coast. They <laughs> love it down there. <laughs> love it down there, yeah. Get the cane toads up. rocking out to the com box. <laughs> Cut the audio feed. Yeah, exactly. One camera. It's perfect. <laughs> Replay all the hits in the semi-final. It was the banter game. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. See if Tuba guy... See if, I know he wasn't from that game, but see if Tuba guy can make an appearance. See if the hexagon can just sit on the yeah, camera the TV for a while. It just block itself in the middle of the screen. All yeah. the classics. All the classics. Get it out of the way before the grand final. Yeah. So that does leave, yes, the W League in second place. Played 11-1-6, drawn four. Just the one loss, 26-4, 12 against 22 points on the board. NPL Queensland, uh, they played their second game of the weekend. Another nice little win for the Brisbane Royal Boys NPL team there. So uh, 4-0 over the Sunshine Coast Wanderers. And, you know, once again, have a look at the highlights and you might say this might be one of the luckiest 4-0 wins you've ever seen. So it was an own goal in the third minute by Boyce that got us started. Then Gray in the seventh minute with a nice tidy finish, actually. And uh, Demi in the 32nd with a lovely run and finish. And uh, Jelicic, Jelic, Jel, now I can't say his name, Jelicic, Keegan Jelicic, Jelicic. that's what we need. Keegan Jelicic, I have to say his full name apparently to get his last name right. Jelicic. I remember that. Full, now I'll make sure I write it in the run sheet properly so you've got the full full name for you. It's all good. Yeah, full name, yeah, because apparently like that I can say properly, but not uh, not when it's just his last name. In the 56th right. minute with the penalty, and lovely top spin penalty, actually. And Suntracks Wanderers Wanderers, nil. Uh, they didn't score, but they hit the bar about three times, Dan, and uh, they, they had the a ball in the back score. of the net once or twice, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they had an offside. Like, it just didn't go <laughs> their way, really. But uh, They had comedy cool. capers at the back at one point, too, with a long throw-in. Yeah, the highlight um, package captured that beautifully. Oh, yeah. It was excellent. Nice. I implore everybody to watch the highlights package of Raw versus Sunshine Ghost Wanderers in the NPL Queensland round two, just for the long throw-in debacle. Yeah. It was it wasn't a goal, but it was amazing. It's about two and a half, three minutes in to the four-minute picket package, but uh, it was yeah, almost well, Yenjetovic areas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it happened in the A League, uh, the A League means would have an absolute field day. But yeah. God, yeah. Hey, we, we can let them know. We can always get that to happen, right? That's true. That's true. We might have some connections around here to people involved in that in that setup. And, you know, sometimes I need a bit extra content midweek, you know, just to keep the uh, the eyeballs rolling over. That's it. That's it. Our, yeah. our MPL so, team can score four goals. I think we need to hire some of them for the team, the senior team. It's the only way. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what we're talking about. Some of those young boys in there putting it away. Yelichich here and pa- I think that Parsons. Boys, was the- that was a pretty good shot from 18 yards out. <laughs> Sign him up. <laughs> was- that was the, that was the um, sunny coast guy who slid in to yes. win the challenge and chipped his own, own keeper and scored a goal for us. <laughs> Excellent own goal. you got to give him credit. Yeah, um, with their inability to score up the other end, he probably, he's, maybe he's at the wrong end of the park for them. Yeah, well, quite probably. Him and Dave have been taking classes. <laughs> hey, mate. My goal, all right. My my game-winning goal was amazing. I got him behind the keeper. And across the face of goal, it was excellent. All right? Oh, Jesus, yep. Dave. Jesus. And you, uh, and you were the highest scorer was... in your team? 
No, that's Rick. <laughs> and then he got injured. <laughs> yeah, that's Rick. Uh, Sorry, Liz hasn't started yet. We won't count it. It doesn't really count. Uh, it counts in our hearts, though, Dave, and that's the most important yeah, thing. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, we are in currently in second place in the MPL Queensland. We play two, one, two, uh, seven goals, four, one against, six points on the board. Next up, it's uh, another bit of a derby for us. It's uh, Lions CFC in fifth place versus our good selves. Uh, that's a Saturday night kickoff, 7.15 down there, of course, at Lions Stadium as well. Uh, so, yeah, had a shock loss to Kapalaba last night, though, in pouring rain. Uh, lost 3-2, so that was um, yeah. that was an unexpected result yeah. in the NBA. Pouring. pouring, I wouldn't say pouring. Well, didn't the game get delayed by half an hour because of how heavy the rain was? Mate, in my way, it wasn't pouring. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. It's just Kapalaba's shit drainage. Yeah, that's probably a bigger issue than his in many clubs. You know, <laughs> the cicadas, the cicadas just come out for ten minutes and have a pee, and that that's enough to destroy uh, the field. That's it. Uh, Queensland did kick off on the weekend, and it was uh, the Southwest Queensland Thunder or nil, but Brisbane Raw QAS one get in the eleventh minute, scoring for them. Uh, so one win. Get in. Get in. Get in. Stop yes. It. Well, get. No. Uh, Leaves them in fourth place. They've played one. They won one. One four, none against. Three points on the board. Happy days. So the one thing I did notice is at least there was no smashings in the NPL Queens on this week, which is probably something they were probably secretly a bit happy about that it was a bit more of an even competition and uh, not I mean those are three goal wins, but you're not we're not talking ten, twelve demolitions. Yeah. yeah. There so, are there are a bunch of teams yet to play. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Um actually as we speak, um I think, yeah, as we speak, Logan Lightning versus Queensland Lions will be coming to a conclusion. Um, actually, I might even see if I can pull that up on my screen while we're having a chat. Yeah, so and just very quickly while you're looking that up. So the next game for the Brisbane Royal QAS team is uh, against Western Pride. So keeping it west of the city at the moment. And uh, so that's also a Saturday night kickoff for them, 6.30 p.m. down at Meakin Park, uh, the Clem Jones field, which is the main field down there at Meakin Park. Got a score for us yet, Dave? Uh, mate, just having a filter through the ads. Here we go. Logan, two. Lions, three with, in the 85th minute. And someone's down injured. Oh, let's see. That, was that the grand... I mean, if it wasn't the grand final, the two teams right up there last season. So. Logan, Lions. Uh, that was not the grand final last year, no. No, it wasn't. But they were both right up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I can find that out for you too. Yeah, let me find out. Uh, Logan <laughs> was... Full, it might have been a semi-final. There we go. Um, yeah, they're both up there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fine. We'll go with that. Um, let's have a little bit of news quickly. Uh, did we talk about Ramit Akbari resigning? Did that make last week's show? No, it did not, but he did do that. That was a hmm. thing that he did. He did, and then he got dropped, which is just... Oh, feels oh, a little oh. bit yeah, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the Admiral, he has resigned for at least another two seasons, as the club likes to do. They always do that whole multi-year deal or number of seasons without actually saying how many years they've signed for. But, uh, yes, yeah, so Ramit Akbari, he's had a good start of the season, so probably some entity spot in, the, in and around the team, if not, you know, a starting spot week in, week out. Uh, so good to see him in the second round. M. Gilnick uh, was nominated as PFA Football of the Month for the W League, which, as we talked about, leading the Golden Boot, that's probably pretty fair. The shots, the shots tallies, she has got more, she's got double the number of shots for the next person. She has <laughs> had 63 shots this season. Remy Simpson and Tara Andrews are next. Uh, they've had 29 shots each. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a hell of a lot of shots. We are just dominating those stats. It's quite actually quite funny. Um, anyway, 
Uh, in the A League, the April and start of May fixtures have been released. There's about uh, they just had a drop today of about another six, seven weeks of games. So plenty of football coming up. Probably the highlights. Uh, well, you know, uh, home games. We're looking at uh, Western Sydney Wanderers on the Easter Saturday night. Uh, we also have Perth Glory on Anzac Day at two p.m. as well. So there is a bit of a collision course you can see happening in with you know finals between the a-league having finals in june soccer's games in june and all this acl at the start of june yeah, something's gonna have to give so be really interesting to see how that's all dealt with and uh yeah anyway um anyway we'll cross that bridge when we get to it so uh yeah i guess that's why we've only got fixtures to the middle of may and then stuff will start getting real interesting uh let's move on to uh dave have you got a game oh uh, yeah the music Dave, new game, and Dave, new game, yeah. All right. I've got a day's game. The preeminent uh, game show on broadcast TV slash audio. Um, now, I'm going to give you guys a, a quick choice. How historical do you want to get with this game? Do you want to have something that goes, you know, could go back to the first years of the A-League or something more this season centric i'll let i'll let you both kind of have your say i'll be nice but in say recent i think i beat pricey last time so i'm going to stay historical <laughs> well you know what i'm going to go with historical because the reason one has opportunity to grow given there are more games left to be played we'll go with historical and today's topic for dave's game uh, has 13 answers and it is Male Brisbane Raw goalkeepers to have played at least one game for Brisbane Raw. Not not the W League side, not the youth sides or the MPL sides. Talking senior A League appearances for goalkeepers, and they had to have started the game as goalkeeper or be recognised goalkeepers. We're not including TK. Not including TK. So, start Uh-oh. us off. 13 players. Pricey, you're the perennial challenger in this game. You can go first. Start us off. Correct. Michael Theo. That is correct. Macklin Freak. It would be hard for us not to get that one given that was this season. Correct. (laughs) Brandon White. Correct. Liam Reddy. The third highest one. Correct. Uh, Andrew Redmayne. He has two appearances for Brisbane Raw. And over Lappy. He has one appearance for Brisbane Raw, and I was at that game, and it was amazing. I oh, know, you always bang on about it. Oh, that was great. Hey, Melbourne Victory were, like, the best team that year, second <laughs> year of the A-League, and he was drafted from Perth for a fill-in. That was fucking good. Dan. Yeah, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> Not in trouble, mate. Trust me. Have a think about it. Have a think about it. you've got it. at least one up your sleeve here. You say that, but... There'll be someone shouting, listening to this, saying, why aren't you saying... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, I just realised who you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, this is is to stay in the game, because if you lose, Price is named four to your three, so you've you've got to get this. This could be Price's first big win. Oh, no. Got three more up my sleeve as well, so no pressure. Title of the show, Price's Big Win. (laughs) (laughs) 
started a game. There's a goalkeeper you've missed in the last two who's played in the last two seasons, Batsy. I know. I, I got that from all the hints. <laughs> can't can't even answer, remember mate. last season. Yeah. Uh, mate, you get your big boots on because you're going to kick yourself after this. I know. <laughs> it's still cap ones on, mate. It's going to hurt. Nah, I'm done. We'll, I'll, never, I'll be here all fucking night. What do we got? Hit me. Are you passing? Are you officially passing this yeah, over? Yeah, pass. Yeah. Right. Let me give Congratulations, Pricey. Congratulations <laughs> on your first ever win in Dave's game. Special yeah. moment for you. How do you feel? Look, it's um, it's, it's taken way too fucking long for me to win one of these. <laughs> <laughs> You've done well, mate. You've done well. I'm glad we went historical in the end. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the man you're looking for, Dan. Can I give you a couple more names? Come on, yeah, at least. Price you rattled me out. Come on. Well, can I can I give him the one that he was missing? Yeah, all right, you give him that one. Max Crocom. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think Price, I just you... lacked that era out of my brain. <laughs> Pricey, do you want to um, name the, some of the other ones that you could pick yeah, out? So we, there would have been, I think Matt Ham played a game or two. Five, yeah. Five. Uh, Griffin McMaster, another one of Ben's favourites. Yep. He's got some good opinions, I hear. Yeah, he has some real good opinions on social media. He's got an opinion on, a strong opinion on all our goalkeepers. <laughs> just the bad ones. Yeah, just about. Oh, there's one other one he's got a strong opinion on. Would you like to know that Scott one? Higgins? Yeah, that's right. Scott Higgins. Higgins? Former, uh, um, former Clive Palmer representative. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm probably struggling on that. Okay, you're missing Matt Acton, who's the other goalkeeper oh, yeah. of victory, and our debut goalkeeper, very first man between the sticks, played half the games, or most of the games, actually, first season, Tom Willis. Um, oh, was yes. the other one. But, uh, well done, Pricey. First big win. How do you, I'm, I'm stoked for you, mate. I'm stoked for you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, next time around, we're going to have to get you and um, you and Ben on the show because he is the perennial champion. He is the title holder. <laughs> this is a non-title match, of course. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make this. Uh, make this the thing. I have Ben as the title holder because he's clearly the best at these sorts of things. Would have nailed so, that one. <laughs> would have absolutely smashed that one. But yeah. um, congrats, mate. Well done on the huge, huge win. Excellent. All right. Let's just round that out a little bit. How? What's the tipping scores at at the moment, Dave? Let's. Uh, actually, I'll just have a quick look. We've we've got the Dubs partway through one of their games as we speak, so we'll, we won't count that obviously in the scores. But as we speak. We have Yoshiba on 42 points, bringing up the rear as he is wont to do. Dan, you're look, you're a good six points ahead of him. You're on 48. Close yeah. to the fitting, close to raising the bat. Pricey, you're not far off raising the bat either. You're a 49. Okay. Listeners and Ben sharing 51 points. They tipped over into the into the 50 mark this weekend. Uh, as did I. I'm on 53. And Rick, uh, his gap narrowed a little bit. He's on 55. So. Still a little bit of a lead for Rick, but um, a bit more of a spread amongst the team. The uh, the W League game, I think pretty much everyone and their uh, and their and their dog is is on victory to win this against Perth. Um, so that shouldn't change margins by any sort of major degree. You guys want to do some tipping this time around? Yeah, let's do it very quickly if you want. All right, let's. We'll just do one game a piece. One game a piece. We'll start with the dub. Pricey, what are your thoughts on Perth City? Melbourne City. Okay, next day we have Newcastle versus Canberra. Dan, what are your thoughts on Newey versus Canberra? I think Canberra competing well now. Yeah, Canberra competing well. So you're going with Canberra? Yeah, I'm Canberra. 
Okay. We've got Sydney versus Melbourne Victory um, in the uh, in a big blue, which, as I mentioned beforehand, if Victory win that one, it opens up all sorts of doors for top of the league. So I'm going to back that in. I'm going to back in Victory because they are on a fantastic run of form at the moment. 31st of March, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Adelaide versus Western Sydney. Pricey, what do you reckon? Adelaide. We're, just for the listeners, and this our polls will obviously go up. You can tip that, but we'll all get our other tips off separate to this. Um, Pricey tipping Melbourne City against Perth. Dan with Newcastle, sorry, Canberra over Newcastle. I'm tipping Victory over Sydney in the dub and Adelaide over Western Sydney in the dub. Switching over to the A-League, we have uh, what's that, eight games coming up up until Wednesday next week. So it goes a little bit into the week there. We're going to start this time, though, with Dan. Dan, we've got first up, we've got Western Sydney versus Perth on Friday night. What do you oh, say? That's a tough one. I keep waiting for Western Sydney to do a bit better, and they did blaze a few goals the other night, but I still think Perth are going to win that. Perth for Dan. Uh, MacArthur versus Western United is next up on the Saturday. New Boy Derby. New Boy Derby, the... Um, uh, the non-identities versus the cowbells. And uh, look, at home, I'm going to back MacArthur in on this one. West United are too hot and cold for me. Sydney versus Victory in a big blue. Pricey, what do you reckon? Uh, Sydney. <laughs> this is in the A-League, <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, do you want to uh... think about that? <laughs> Look after like, oh, no, wait. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Melbourne Victory are trash. <laughs> I'm going to give... Uh, I'm going to give... Um, Dan, the the afternoon game here in the, in the A-League. Newcastle versus Adelaide. What do you say, Dan? Adelaide. I think they're coming good. I'm going to take the game before that, the Wellington versus Brisbane game, because I will be there. I don't think it was mentioned earlier on in the show at any stage. So I will be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, and I'd actually, I'm actually going to tip a draw for this one. Yeah, I think I'd tip a draw with that one. Melbourne City versus Central Coast on the Sunday afternoon. Pricey, what do you think? Melbourne City at home? Melbourne City at home against Central Ooh, Coast. That's Pretty a intense game. one, that one. That's a real good game. Top of the table clash. Good. Not yeah. quite top of the table. Melbourne City are fourth, but they're, they're only... in the best form at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm going to back City at home. Uh, they're they're real strong in home. The Mariners are dual awesome. <laughs> Wellington versus Victory on the Wednesday. Pricey, oh, pricey. Sorry, Dan. What do you think about Wellington versus Victory um, uh, in Wellington. in Wellington? Of course, Wellington. Uh, doesn't matter. Victory versus whoever, whoever wins. <laughs> How long can Brad <laughs> survive? <laughs> And we'll round out with Perth versus Sydney over in the West, also on the Wednesday night. I'm inclined to back, uh, as, as much as Perth has been hot and cold, I'm inclined to back Perth in on that one, to be honest. Yeah, so just to round that one out, we've got uh, Perth, uh, Dan's tipping Perth over Western Sydney on the Friday night. I'm backing in MacArthur over Western United. Pricey is tipping Sydney over victory in the big blue. I've got uh, a draw in Wellington, Brisbane. Uh, Newcastle, Adelaide is going to be Adelaide, according to Dan. Melbourne City knocking off top of the league central coast in Melbourne, uh, according to Pricey. Wellington doing the job over victory because victory trash. And Perth knocking off Sydney in the west. We'll get the posts up, on obviously, on uh, Twitter for everyone else to uh, to get involved with. Thank you so much for everyone that does get involved so far this season. It's been fantastic to see. Um, please keep it up. It's been uh, yeah, it's been wonderful. So, yeah, another bazillion games this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. They just keep coming, don't they? Just keep coming. So, that's, yeah, that's at the Rawcast on Twitter for all of that. And, of course, if you want to follow us on some of the other social medias, we've got facebook.com slash the Rawcast. These episodes are all uploaded to anchor.fm slash the Rawcast, but we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcasts, Overcast, or any other good podcasting platform. 
And the other series that we've got going out at the moment, Dave, um, you're doing a great job with this. So, um, yeah, the Rawcast Fan Files, talking to different fans each week. So who have you just had and who's coming up next on the Rawcast Fan Files? Well, just released this weekend was uh, a chat with Patrick Lindsay, the um, uh, initial or one of the, the inaugural DEN members, one of the, the, the ones that mm. started the whole thing or got everything going in the first place. Uh, also key member of the DEN uh, I suppose, a uh, group that, that ended up taking things and, and building it to where it became. Um, so it was really insightful chat with with Pat on on all things uh, the den and how it's grown and where it's been and where it's going. Um, we've got one that follows up with uh, with his wife, Kate, actually. Uh, we managed to get them both on this, and, and she was also part of that leadership group for a while, but we got her perspective as a female football fan um, and, uh, and kind of the pros and cons going in from a, a different sort of a slightly later sort of... Um, introduction to the raw than than pat was but uh an excellent chat with her about um her experiences in a similar sort of area uh that's coming up this weekend um should be released on sunday uh if not monday morning but you'll have it in your in your ears ready for then um get around in both though guys it's a i don't know if you guys have heard the one with pat at all or any of the other ones previous to that yeah, I haven't caught up on Pats yet, so I haven't had a chance to, but definitely, yeah, we'll be getting my ear holes around that one over the next couple of days. So as I uh, as I get through my podcasting list during the week, as, as it is these days for many people. <laughs> yeah, well, price is, to price is too polite. What he really means is we had to put up with Pat for hours and hours and hours <laughs> rambling on the weekend for St. Pat's, and um, we needed a break from him for a bit before we listened to the pod. <laughs> That is it. Pat thought the whole day was about him because it's St. Pat's. Yeah, yeah, this is a day for me drinking beer. It's great. This is is actually a test to see if he listens to the Rawcast. (laughs) (laughs) Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone listening as well. If this is released on the Wednesday, as I'm assuming it probably will be, this is the actual St. Paddy's Day, Um, not the beer-swilling weekend version of it as the pubs tend to have. Yeah, exactly. That run out of Guinness by 5.30pm because they're not prepared. That's not not good so uh, that is correct, and I was called out on that on the weekend when I was tweeting about. It. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just I just went along because a mate invited me. Like far out. Anyway, <laughs> that's life. That was good. That will do it. I think. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you, Mister Dave. Thanks, mate. And thank you, Mister Bartsy. Thank you, Mister Price. Awesome. All right. Cheers, listeners. It's another big week of football coming up. We'll catch you all next week. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs>